This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to another Wednesday on the Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the super fans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gangplank Report. We are here with another special edition super fan interview with Stephanie of Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm excited. I'm so excited to talk to you. For the listeners who don't know, there is a group called Clubhouse and it's an app for a long time. Not everybody was included. I'm a dorky Android person, so I wasn't allowed in. (laughs) And I went for the first time last week. Adrian was on a panel. It was about whether (laughs) Leah from New York and Lexi from Below Deck were grieving or if they were a-holes. And so I went and they let people from the audience up on stage and Stephanie comes on and she starts with a sigh. Can you do it for me, Stephanie? Yes. You know it's bad. You know it's bad when everybody's like, oh, it's good. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm about to lay someone out. And I fell in instant love. And as soon as we were done with the clubhouse, I was talking to Adrian and I said, is there any way that we can get in touch with Stephanie? I followed her. She hasn't followed me back yet, but, (laughs) and Adrian's like, I've already been in touch with her. I'm just like, you suck. She knows everybody before I do, (laughs) but I was so happy that she knew you because I couldn't wait. I fell in love with you immediately. So, Well, and I think your take on things by far is one of the most entertaining I've ever heard, which is part of the reason why we hit it off. I think that entire group of people, that clubhouse group is first of all, amazing. And I love it. And it's insightful for me on a lot of different levels. That chat that we had with the entire panel was amazing. And then all the questions and conversation that it opened up to afterwards was great. But Mm -hmm. by far, you were the stand out for me too. I very much enjoyed your take on things and I'm looking forward to getting them today as well. Oh, thank you guys for coming. Thank you for having me. I am so, I love Club Bravo and Clubhouse. It's one of my favorite places to be on Clubhouse because one, I just love talking about Below Deck Mm -hmm. now that I'm like in it, in it, in it because I will say because of the pepperoni pizza we were in last year, Below Deck Mad had came back and it was a big deal because Bugsy was back. I'm like, why don't you like her? I'm like, oh, 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 oh that's why. <laughs> went back to first season, Jen, and binge all of it. And I said, mm-hmm. wait, say, who is this guy? Who the fuck is this? There's <laughs> another captain. I was like sitting there, gooped. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And why does no one know where he is? Mark. He's off the radar. I'm like, is he with Captain Glenn? Because where, where's his, he has no footprint. I need to know. It's like, where is he? Because he's nowhere to be found. Okay. The person who wrote to us that hates my laugh, you're so screwed today. Just turn it off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I 
was just like, who um, the hell is this guy? <laughs> Captain Mark. Poor guy. Oh. He is in Davy Jones' locker somewhere. I don't he know. He must be. <laughs> He's still driving boats. He's is living he? life. Is yeah. he? Does yeah. he live in a pineapple under the sea? Because that's the only <laughs> thing I can make sense. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. SpongeBob Square. He's I, he I can get you in touch with him so you can make sure he's still alive. But okay. Mark is alive oh, and well, oh I promise. Oh my god. Because yeah. I'm sitting here like, where is he? They're like, we don't know what he's doing. What the hell do you mean, Bravo? You have a whole team. Find out where the hell he is. <laughs> You've got private detectives. We know this. Yeah, I, I know. I'm gonna have to get the Bravo detective agency on it. Find Captain Mark. <laughs> I know I got this I got this you don't need an agency I got okay this. okay yeah <laughs> Mark is alive and well she's but, handy to keep around <laughs> so at what point did you get started on below deck were you from the get-go or did you jump in somewhere in the middle I jumped in somewhere in the middle I think where I jumped in on below deck was rocky season okay mm. and I'm just like I don't know why I love this so much but this is just it because this is what Bravo does this is how it, it's the gateway drug because it was like we got a little mini marathon of Bravo, Below Deck. Bravo's like, the why pot. the fuck is this show always on at like 9 30 in the morning on a Tuesday I'm like the hell and I was like I was home I was sick and I'm like I kind of like this who the hell is this Rocky chicken what the hell is wrong with her I yeah <laughs> and then I started watching Below Deck Med and then last year I did my binge I was like oh wait it's only five seasons oh girl I can do this in my sleep yeah who the hell is this guy <laughs> and then it was like wait a minute there's another chief still below deck i'm like who is adrian what the hell is going on i'm like i feel lied to <laughs> like wait a minute kate wasn't there from like day one what the hell yeah Anna um, was she, she'd like <laughs> to pretend that she was but she's used to my sloppy seconds at this point Oh, she does shook the table, champs. Like, mm. oh I didn't God. flip the table, I just shook it. <laughs> but I mean, it probably is a beautiful tablescape. <laughs> hey, girl, she actually sends me pictures. She does really good tablescapes, so she would have I, probably worked well with Sandy if it wasn't for last season and her pissing us off so bad. I mean, true. true. I feel like so, you and Sandy definitely would mesh. That's I would right. totally like, get along with Sandy. <laughs> I wouldn't need her micromanaging, but I would totally get along with Sandy. And I've said that before. A lot of people have asked me which captains I would work for or if mm -hmm. I would work with Lee again. And I would definitely work with Captain Glenn. Mm. Yeah. I, I want to marry Captain Glenn. I don't want to work with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what it is about this extremely nice Canadian man. I'm like, I just want to marry him. <laughs> We can sail around, yeah. but we dock the boat because we're going to have sex at night. But we're going to, like, I would just <laughs> love my life married to Captain Glenn. It'd be great. There's something about a little man with a big boat. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what it is about Captain Glenn. I'm like, I love him so much. It's impossible not to love him. Yes, he's very I'm sweet. Like, it's because it's Canadian, isn't it? It's the Canadian-ness, isn't it? Every single cast member that I've talked to that has worked with him mm -hmm. adores him. Never, not once have I heard a bad thing about him. Not once. No. It's amazing. And that's a lot because, well, it's below deck. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So one of the big topics that we've been talking about mm -hmm. is the push that was on Twitter and IG. And there's still people who are involved in it who were thinking about boycotting this season of Below Deck Med. Yeah. Was that ever you? I was not on boycott but i would pass along the petition because i was like you know, 
<laughs> know if I want to come back to this because mm-hmm. even after like I want to say below deck original recipe I guess that's the first one mm-hmm. even with like those terrible terrible dudes mm-hmm. on the last the season crew. Eight, I was just like mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to come back to this I'm like yeah you need to like get rid of all of them right I didn't say get rid of Kate I mean you could <laughs> but it was just like yeah I don't know I was like y'all gonna have to shake stuff up so when I saw how diverse the fact that I saw two black people on um cast, I was like, okay, I'm good. Okay, yep. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm in. I'm a, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna give you a chance. <laughs> I'm gonna see what's going. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. Honestly, the new crew is what swayed it for me because mm. I was at the end of last season in total boycott mode. I was yeah. beyond mad. I was ranting. I was blogging about it. I was just fed up. Just the whole how they treated mental illness. Yeah. Just tick me off so bad and I was just like I'm gonna stand for something I'm not doing it so I watch below deck I watch below deck sailing yacht mm-hmm. and Adrian and I are chatting on the phone all the time and she was just like I think maybe we should start a podcast and we should start it with below deck med and I'm like I've been sitting on Twitter for like seven months now I'm not watching this crap <laughs> but she made a good argument that the new crew so basically she stayed in yeah. her case she did. She did. And she's good at stating her case. She should have been okay. a lawyer, a yacht lawyer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the legal I mean, team of the seas. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for what it's worth, it's not on the new crew what happened last season. So it's, right. I don't feel like it's fair to them for nobody to watch the show and learn who they are and the effort that they put in get wasted because of what others did before. Right. So right. it right. seemed fair to me to give them a shot. And turns out, I'm glad we did. I am too. I am too. How many I, times I, can I, I thank the woman? Because <laughs> in episode three, I was like, I don't like this crew. I don't mm-hmm. like them as a whole. And I felt I got very much below deck selling yacht season one. I'm like, what was the shining grace? Captain Glenn. It's like everybody else. Right. I don't like, oh my God, Paget. I'm like, he's a, I'm sorry. I can't go down that Paget. I can't go down that hole again because God, <laughs> out of my nerves. He just got on my nerves and you, and I'm glad they broke up. I'm like, oh God, no. Cause we don't want to see this. I know, no, right. no. So I'm yeah. like, let me see. And I have to say after this episode, I'm like, okay, it's the deck hands for me. And it's like, it's been a while since I liked the deck hands as a whole. Right. And that's, Agreed. I feel that way too. We were just talking about it last week and mm-hmm. they're cohesive. They get along well. They're not like that toxic masculine. They're the complete opposite of toxic masculine. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And that's, and I think that's what's refreshing about it. I can't say that I don't believe that wasn't deliberate. I understand that was a lot of negatives in one sentence, but I believe that that was deliberate by casting, but in Mm. a very positive way, because all three of them are likable. All three of them are enjoyable and goofy and fun and they like each other and there's no chauvinistic competition. I mean, it seems like they're all just genuinely good people. And I find myself on several different occasions in almost every episode, just going, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's been such a long time when we've had like the deckhands do that. Right. It's, it's just been like, ugh, it's so dude, bro. And it gets on my nerves and it's like, right. not for nothing. 
it starts at the top and i have to say it's kind of it's it's malia it really is it's like she's like i know what it's like to be in a very shitty deck situation Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let that happen on my staff. I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. And to, to see the way she is literally being very kind and mentoring and it's cohesive. I mean, it's not all to Malia because one, I'm now in love with Floyd and I just, yeah, Aww. I just love him <laughs> so much. Awesome. I really yeah. do. I'm like, he's so adorable. I'm, Z is growing on me. I love it. And I think his name is David. Sir, do not fuck your boss. <laughs> Hey, hi, this doesn't work. We've already done this. It happened last season on Below Deck. It's happened a lot on Below Deck. It's happened a lot. I'm like, she's very pretty and I get it. But so you're very attractive and I literally keep forgetting about you because you're just walking around drooling on the deck because of you. (laughs) It must be really difficult for him to drool and then have to clean it up immediately. (laughs) You just walk around with a sham, with a chamois. Yes, he is a new chamois. Is your is your boss really hot? Here's a sham wow for you. What the hell? It's like boy. <laughs> oh my god, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. So after the disaster that was last season mm-hmm. with Kiko sad face, mm-hmm. oh. with Hannah bigger sad face. Mm-hmm. Rolling into this season, I didn't have high expectations for Mm. what we were going to see. I was just kind of in a wait and see mode, kind of in limbo with this whole thing to see how it was going to shake out. And I feel like we got very lucky with a chief stew who's competent and trying her best to not be confrontational, which can be a little bit of a struggle at times. I really genuinely wish she would have reached across the counter and just wrung Lexi's neck the moment (laughs) she picked up the phone to call her mom, because that's the move I would have made. I would have just lost my fucking shit. There's no way in hell I would have let her complete that phone call. I'm I'm sorry. It's I would have let her. I'm like, didn't go. Like, I'm not doing this with you today. So it's... it's... They let her leave. It's like, stop keeping. If you think she is terrible for your staff, please let her go. Right. It's like, please, you, it's fine. You want me to help you pack? Right. Yeah. It's like, it's fine. I'm glad her mother was like, girl, you're not going to, if you don't get off this phone and go to, go to sleep. You're crazy. (laughs) It's like, it's it's fine. It's like, we're, we're having a moment. It's not quite frankly, it's her moment wasn't even top five in below deck history, which is hilarious when you think about it. It's like right. that's when you know this shit has been bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is not even top five. I'm like, I'm sorry. Is it me? Because I'm like, I've seen so much worse. Yeah. Yes. It's actually involved charter guests. So I don't know what's going on here. But <laughs> no, it's like, let her leave. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Bye. I feel like if she had just said bye, she'd have been like, mom, hold on. Let me call you back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together. Go sit there. What the hell is going on? But also I don't know what I would be doing. I don't think if I was still grieving the loss of my father a few months after, I don't think I would be on a boat, but then there's the rub about how work really does work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't get a whole bunch of time to just grieve and grief is not linear at all. So this not could have been like a year after her father passed and she may have had the same thing. She also was drunk off her ass. Right. So I'm like, yeah, this is a bad combination. And it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of like, these are also strangers. Like these are mm-hmm. not her friends. These are not a staff that she's had for like, this is not just 17th charter. Right. 
you just met this person. It's like, wait, is this like your normal? Is this normal for you? Right. I, How do I know what know your you. normal is? No. Right. I it's, have to say, there's no I love control Malia. factor to even say, okay, this is typical. She's gone too far or whatever. Yeah. That's why I also like Malia in this. And she was like, if I was having a bad day, I wouldn't want somebody to judge me. I'm like, yeah. No, point taken. That's foreshadowing on some level that we get to see Malia have a bad day in this entire situation after she's been drinking because that would make this make a lot more sense. Correct. I have been trying to figure out, you know how, Adrian, you told us that there are some that you record on your off charter days, some of the confessionals, and Mm. there's some that you record after they've done the editing. I'm sitting here trying to pick apart which Malia is which to find out what she's doing to make herself look good and what's damage control instant reaction. Yeah. I'm going full Nancy Drew on this crap right now. Uh Oh, so well, like I said, (laughs) in my season, it was super easy because when we were in the islands, when we were still filming, my hair was down. And they very much made me look like a drag queen with my makeup because it was way (laughs) overdone. Uh, In the confessionals that we did in Los Angeles afterwards, the pickup interviews that we did, my hair was always up. So that's how you know the difference in my season. I don't, I think they have altered that so that it's. They have, they're trying to make it look very similar, but there are little things that are off. I'm just trying to figure out in context. It's going to take me a few episodes because I just decided to do this two episodes ago. Um, <laughs> and well, as long as it's not like pump rules where it's like to do pickup scenes and exactly. hair legs are different. It's like, oh my Ew. gosh, Ariana, I know exactly what you're talking about when she met with Lisa. Yes, it's like, wait, yeah. you guys, you're not even <laughs> trying. Like, what the hell? <laughs> It's like, uh, see, Adrian doesn't watch all of our crap shows, so right. she, <laughs> so she doesn't like. I have no input here. She right. she can't speak that language, but I knew exactly what but you're talking honestly, about. Honestly, if you're sitting, if Adrian's sitting in a um confessional in an interview, her hair's up in the top knot. Then we come back, and then it's down. It's like the fuck is going on here? Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll figure Very it out. obvious difference, at least in my season, and and almost mm. all the rest of the cast. I mean, the guys it's hard to tell because all their hair is short, but uh, you know, for for everybody else, like you can tell a difference. For all the girls, you can tell a difference at least. Right. So it's interesting. I have had. You're probably better at this than I am, Jen, at noticing those differences. But yeah, I would very definitely believe that there's damage control happening because after their season filming. Mm-hmm. is when all of the shit hit the fan with the previous season. So they had the opportunity to go back and do damage control in their interviews. Right. Mm. The two returning anyway. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me think I started working out the timeline of when mm. it filmed because everybody was really mad that they came back. But you got to understand we were in COVID Correct. and they had to go into the next season. So, of course, they're going to try and bring people back and they wanted to get filming as fast as they could. So they couldn't wait for feedback. Plus, there were contracts involved. And people had to quarantine for days. They had to clear quarantine. It's like, we don't have the time for this. Right. Exactly. We get y'all mad, but I'm sorry. Do you want a new season? Yeah. So I don't know how much all of it. There's so many factors. You never know which one's weighing the heaviest. Mm -hmm. But I honestly, for real think that Malia is manipulative enough that she's figuring this out. She's the 
mm, I don't even know how to put it. She's she can mastermind the whole thing, see the big picture and act accordingly. I don't think Sandy is that way. I think Sandy just says stupid stuff and does stupid stuff, but I don't think it's as purposeful. If that makes sense. Is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think what it is is that (sighs) Malia, you threw pebbles at the castle. This was not a deckhand (laughs) that you're doing this to. This was Mm -hmm. the chief stew that people genuinely like. Right. Generally, they just like her, and they're like, mm-hmm. I liked her. I'm like, excuse me, June June Hannah is a bop. <laughs> it is. It's like it's a bop. I liked Hannah. It's like, and but the thing about it is, I will say to Hannah was checked out because after a while, working for Sandy looked like it just was weighing on her. Yeah, <laughs> it and was it just was. like I, I get it. It was like you know what, fuck this shit, I'm out. I don't blame her, and she seemed so much happier oh my gosh but she yes. just she just does and i have to say i think sometimes sandy wants i see the misogyny i see it sandy i do because i feel like people would not be giving lee the shit that they're giving captain sandy i know they wouldn't they'd be like he gotta play by the rules what you want him to do it's right like, yeah but it's like because it's captain sandy and she also was micromanaging and please add in kiko who literally is the nicest chef that's ever been through below ever. deck ever. he can't really cook but well <laughs> i don't care but there have been other people who have been assholes and they can't cook so right. yeah i can forgive kiko on that maybe that's just something he can learn so right. i think with kiko malia's shooting at hannah and like like guys hyperbolically i'm not saying she actually shot her but right. and then adding <laughs> captain sandy I, I bet you bomb dollar if this was lee that wouldn't have happened right because he turned the whole fucking charter around and said i found drugs get the fuck off my boat i was like what the fuck yeah right <laughs> like, ooh. so it's True. like and nobody said oh lee what about this it's like no get the fuck off my boat rules are rules right well, and I, I don't feel like Lee has ever, at least in practice, looked like he had it out for anybody or like right. he was right. trying to hurt anybody Right by his actions. It very much seems that way. I understand. Sandy, on the other hand, looked at this point last season, much more calculated in the way that she was handling the Hannah situation. And I think that that's why, I mean, generally people would attribute that type of a attribute to women and not necessarily so much to men. And although that might not be the case all the time, I think that the way that that started to go down when Sandy sat Hannah down and said, I don't think your head's in this anymore. I don't I don't think you're here with us anymore. As a predecessor to what ended up happening later, it just seemed kind of like a setup. Yeah. And I don't think I could see Lee doing something like that. Yeah. I most definitely can't see Glenn doing something like that. And I think that's the rub too. Because it's like, I don't think they would have said it to them like that. I think Lee would have sat down with his Cheerios and said, you got one more charter. And if you don't get this shit together, you're out. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I, and, I, and everybody were like, you know what? You're right. It was like, yeah, you, you this is work. You got you to turn it on and off. It's work. It's like, right. but this woman had an actual panic attack on the boat. Right, right. It's like, why are we not talking about that? Indeed. Why aren't we talking about it? You can bet tomorrow we will. Be sure and tune in to part two. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. 
Superfan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties. <laughs>